Hello and welcome back to the Screener Pod. I'm your host, Bobby Howard. With me today is Jameson Maxwell. And folks, we hope you've had a lovely holiday season uh, from Christmas to everybody's favorite holiday, Boxing Day. Uh, we, we hope you've had a good time and you've been able to travel safe and be safe with your family. Uh, but I have good news because, look, the holiday season might be great. Christmas, solid. Boxing Day, solid. All these uh, Kwanzaa, pretty cool. Uh, Hanukkah, also cool. Nothing, and I mean nothing, tops the Cheez-It Bowl. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma's bowl game with the Florida State Seminoles this Thursday, and we're here to talk about it. Jameson, I've been waiting a long time to ask you this. Are you feeling the cheesiest? I woke up feeling the cheesiest, Bobby. Like, easy. I felt so cheesy these past couple days that we almost recorded this on Christmas Day. We thought about it. That's we how legitimately we did. about some Cheez-Its. Yeah, we literally almost had a Cheez-It Bowl conversation as a highlight of our Christmas Day. So, that love to see that. But, um, no, for real though, all bits aside... Let's talk about this game, which I think is a bit of an uphill ballot battle for the Sooners. Um, obviously, uh, the Cheez-It Bowl selected them a little bit high ahead of uh, a couple other teams that may have deserved it. Um, Texas Tech being one of them, which, by the way, Cactus Gang ranting and raving and just, just destroying Cheez-Its mentions uh, because they're mad about missing out on the Cheez-It Bowl <laughs> is genuinely one of the funniest things ever. Um <laughs> uh but so we we obviously expected this to happen of course oh yeah no we we expected texas tech to be upset about this of course and everyone to be upset about this baylor got stuck in a cold venue uh so anyways it's a bit of a mismatch because the cheese bowl just wanted ou they wanted the brand they wanted the fans but the team's not really well matched with florida state is it now no it isn't and this team that is missing a significant amount of our good players for this bowl game already had deficiencies to begin with. And what Florida state does well is really what Oklahoma does not do well defending and, you know, on the offense side of the ball as well, losing our two tackles for this game and then losing, you know, defensive lineman and Jalen Redmond and some depth pieces. Woof. I'm really hoping for the best this game, but we'll break it down and we'll tell you where our deficiencies are. Yeah. So where do we want to start? Where do we want to start? Which 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 side of the ball with Florida State's run game? Honestly, let's start with our defense and Florida State's offense because Florida State honestly seems like everyone's playing. There's not really many opt outs or transfer portal guys. I think there's a couple guys that are in the portal for Florida State that are going to continue to practice. Um, from what I'm catching. So there's not really a lot of guys that they're missing. They're really good players continuing to play. Jordan Travis, a quarterback, dual threat guy, said he's returning next year. This guy is pretty like pretty good quarterback. He's had a really good season. He's a type of guy that'll be sneaky next season. You know, top could be a top 10 quarterback in football um, next year. And he's that type of guy that gives OU troubles in every season. And I understand OU fans think like, oh, dual threats always screw us over, but We've seen it this season. Adrian Martinez legitimately made us look like fools out there. And Jordan Travis could do the same thing. Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. Jordan Travis has been an an absolute revelation for the Seminoles this season. He's been 
really good and honestly a little bit slept on overall when you talk about the national conversation about quarterbacks. I feel like his name doesn't get brought up a ton, but he's been absolutely incredible for them. Yeah, and the thing is, like, we're worried about him, the rushing attack, and they've also got a really good running back, too. It, it's going to be a tough. Trey Benson's had a really good season. It just a dual-threat um, quarterback with a good running back going against our rush defense that has been absolutely poor. You've seen what teams like Baylor have done to us that can, you know, play the zone option like K-State did to us and just pound it down and just tire our defense in the middle it's, it's going to be tough. We're going to have to see really big games from our linebackers because our defensive line is going to be weak. We don't have the depth that we um, that we had during the season. That wasn't much to begin with. Can Danny Stutzman and David Aguebu come out and have these kind of like breakout games even amidst their poor season and kind of stuff some of these run gaps? We're going to really need some big plays to get this team behind on early downs and first and second down to force them to throw a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's the key. And they're doing it with a pretty, pretty green uh, defense there, especially on especially on the line. You know, losing Redmond, massive, massive um, uh, break for the Sooners. Um, it was to be expected. But um, yeah, no, it's 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 going to be really difficult because like like we've, you've noted, we, we struggled to stop Squirrel Williams when we were at full strength. Yeah, this team i feel like is a bit better than that they're 13th in the country this is this is a team that is high that is more highly ranked than one of the new year six participants which yes. is two lanes so this is a good team don't i know they've had bad a, a bad couple years and you know for me i think they have absolutely uh, stepped it up uh you know, I, I didn't see them going on this run at all that that lsu game legitimately surprised me mm-hmm. uh but you know, really looking at their looking at them, you know they they had a tough stretch in the middle where they lost to Wake, uh, NC State, and Clemson. Tough three game stretch for sure. But um, they were they were competitive in all of those. Yeah, and the games that they won, they won emphatically. Like the majority of their wins this season were by double digits. You know, other than that Florida game to end the season, we can just go back and they beat Louisiana, a bowl team, by 32. They beat Syracuse on the road by 35. Beat Everyone remembers that Miami game where they went to Miami and beat them 45-3. to You know, they have been hot recently. Before that, they beat Georgia Tech Scrappy Dogs by 25 points and only lost to Clemson by 6, NC State by 2, and then Wake Forest was a little bit closer than the scoreboard showed. Three losses to three good teams and pretty much blowing out the rest of their competition. Like like we said, this is a really good team that we're going against. This is not your just run-of-the-mill. Like This isn't the Florida game in the past couple seasons where we played Kyle Trask. This is not the Oregon Bowl game um, from last season. This is a different thing. This is a full-strength team with not a lot of opt-outs like we'd seen from those past two big-name brands we played in the postseason. And we're playing a full-strength team with a lot of motivation to get their 10th win. Because Florida State has been a team that's been kind of a laughingstock in terms of their disappointment play the past couple seasons. And now they've got momentum with guys that are going to be returning in next season. They're going to want to get that 10th win and bring this momentum into the regular season of next season. Not only that, it's a home game for them. This this game is being played in Orlando, just a short drive away. Well, short uh, in Florida terms. Nothing's really short in Florida terms if you're driving there, uh, by the way. Um, feel bad for the people who are having to drive to Orlando because of the Honestly. snowstorm. That 
looks like a disaster. Uh, I don't even that. know if people, I, hopefully people um, will be able to get there if they're trying to drive out a little bit, you know, closer to the game, things start to cool. I, I know just the temperature here is we're supposed to get like a little heat spike in the middle of the week. Hopefully that helps flights and everything because like, we need OU fans there because it's going to be ugly with it's only Tallahassee fans there. Well, and the thing about Florida State, they, they have really good support. They have really good support. And when they get going, when they get the war chant going and everything, it is a – Dope Campbell is a daunting place to play. And they're they're going to turn Camping World Stadium into, uh, into Tallahassee South, I have a feeling. And it just that – that has to make you a little bit nervous. Yeah, and especially with a team that has a strong, you know, fan base that will be showing up to this game because obviously it's been a fun team to watch for Florida State. With the team we're already talking about right now, their run game and their dual threat quarterback could really put us into a, a hole early. That's hard to get out of holes whenever you're going against r- good rushing attacks. Not a lot of times you can find yourself, if you can't stop the run, comebacks are really hard to come by. I mean, I'm not doubting our offense. Obviously, we can talk about our offense a little bit and kind of go more into that. We um, – would have we'll have Dylan Gabriel for will it be his final game in Oklahoma Jersey? Obviously, <laughs> everyone's going to be talking about that. But our passing attack should be good. You know, we have Marvin Mims and Braden Willis um, putting on big games. You know, we've seen. I don't know if Jalil Farouk's going to be playing running back, but he will be in the wide receiver side of the ball. Hopefully, we'll have all of our weapons where we putting up points with that kind of crew out there and healthy. Not having Eric Gray is going to hurt, though. It really is going to hurt. Um, but at least our passing attack will give us a little bit of a chance to put up some points in this game. Yeah, no, Eric Gray obviously is a crushing blow. He arguably has been the best, um, at least skill position uh, offensive player on the team this season. Uh, and then, you know, not only that, but Marcus Majors hurt. Uh, reports have, have noted that he's been in yeah, sweats and a boot. He's, like, a he's not playing. No way. No. So the running back, back depth is, is completely shot. And then losing a guy like Anton Harrison um, obviously hurts as well, you know, as he yeah. has opted out for the draft. So um, I will say the Harrison loss probably is one of the lesser ones because you get burned for guys like Tyler Guyton, you know, uh, a, a couple well, of guys. Tyler Guyton so- taking Juan Morris' spot at the right tackle. That's I true. think that Anton Harrison will be a little bit more serious because you're playing a guy, Jacob Sexton, who's already That's slaughtered true. on the depth chart. Uh, number one, no starts under his belt, and he's a true sophomore. So, um that's it's gonna be tough. It's I mean, this is not a walk in the park. No. And and Florida State's defense has been very, very solid as well. Um the, my bad. He's a freshman. I don't know why he's been sophomore. I was already in offseason. Um oh, no worries. No worries. I, I feel like Florida State's defense has been really good on the back half of this, um, with the exception of the Florida game, uh, where you know the Gators put up 38. But other than that, you know, uh several three-point performances, you know, holding Louisiana 17. Um I, it's going to be a bit of a challenge uh, across the board um, because I, I feel like I feel like it's hard to operate in environments like that. And if the defense just can't get off the field or can't get stops, can't get off the field, that's going to screw with the rhythm. And I mm-hmm. think that's uh, that's that's going to be an issue that Gabriel and the OU offense is going to be having all all, all day long. Mm-hmm. You, we have some weapons to succeed, but like we kind of said earlier when we're talking about our defense and not being able to stop the run attack, you can kind of see a trend or maybe a plot to this story. You see Florida State doing well in the run game. They could get a lead early. 
putting us in obvious passing downs where that means their pass rush is going to be very strong. Pass rush typically is going to be stopped by your tackles on the outside. And whenever you're down, both your left tackle and right tackle puts you even more at risk. And if you want to spice things up, we have two freshman running backs to try to change up the pace. And guess who's best, the best player on Florida State's defense? It's their edge rusher and Jared Verse. So legitimately, if you're talking about plot here of this game, there could be a scenario where Florida State just wipes us off the earth. And I don't say it's going to be as bad as a Texas or a TCU game because obviously we have a more functioning offense. The quarterback can actually throw a ball and an offense coordinator hopefully you know, trust Dylan Gabriel to do a little bit more in this game. But it is quite the plot that it could be very ugly for the Sooners if things go down in snowball effect. Yeah, it 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 gives me a lot of vibes of the last time OU was in the stadium uh, when they played the uh, Clemson Tigers in what was formerly oh. known as the uh, Russell Athletic oh, Bowl. No. <laughs> uh, it was the last time Oklahoma was in Orlando uh, against an ACC team like that, and they got completely smoked by Dabo Sweeney and those Tigers. Uh, obviously, um, they bounced back the next year, so... Uh, that 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 was great, but it was it was a non-competitive disaster of a of a performance um, overall. But um, who knows? I I don't think this Florida State team is that Clemson team by any by any means. Yeah, this is different. I'm pretty sure that Clemson game they're playing their backup quarterback too, right? Wasn't that like the big the big yep. talk in that Russell Athletic Bowl? Like I said, this Florida State team is full strength. Uh, I listened to a good amount of before this of Florida State previews for this game. And man, are they confident. And I was thinking, you know, looking at this game, nine and a half points wouldn't be like surprised at all if it goes up to 10. You know, maybe we can cover this, you know, make it a high scoring game. I don't believe too much in our defense, but, you know, maybe our offense has had a couple of, you know, weeks to prepare and get a good game plan and put at least, you know, three or so touchdowns up to keep it within 10. But these Florida State fans, Bobby, like they think that we're just they're, they're just going to blow the doors off of us. The thing is, a lot of these national views of what Oklahoma is, it's not, you know, these games where we lost close to Baylor and Texas Tech and West Virginia. The national view is TCU and Texas and what happened there. And obviously that's not the same football team, but they see this and they're like, okay, this is a team whenever they played quality opponents this season, um, they got absolutely demolished. And they lost close games to middle-of-the-road opponents. And then they won the games versus the really bad ones. So what's going to stop a team like Florida State, you know, a really good, solid football team with a lot of momentum and motivation to do well, not doing the same exact thing that TCU and Texas did? Yeah, no. And I I, I get where they're, where that's coming from. You know, uh, obviously, OU hasn't really been relevant in the national eye this season. Uh, and when they were, they kind of laid an egg or killed nebraska it's one or the other um and i I think that's a reasonable take i think given ou's um the what what ou's bringing into this um they're undoubtedly the underdogs this this line opened up at seven and a half as you mentioned it, it has ballooned up to nine nine and a half and could go higher and i think there's fair reason for that i really do but i if you want if you want the optimist take Bowls are weird, and we've mm-hmm. seen we've seen OU teams, you know, kind of enter in this position where they're the underdog. You look at 2005 Oregon, for example, or uh, I guess it would have been the 2006 um, 
uh, year or it, it was it was a holiday bowl. I where hate they, their their years work. It confuses yeah. me so much whenever I try to mix match them. It's so wonky. It's so the, the Rhett Bomar year, they go in and beat like a number six uh, uh, Oregon team. And what, you know, I would argue before this season was the worst uh, OUCs that I had seen uh, in, you know, the since I, post Blake era. So it, it's, it's possible, it, you know, anything is possible, but just from a realist perspective, like the odds are just really stacked against the Sooners here. Um, it's not great. But look, I'll say this historically, OU and Florida State, uh, this is a very lopsided series. The Sooners lead six to one against the Seminoles, with the Seminoles only win coming in 1965 in the Gator Bowl. Uh, <laughs> other than that, other than that, OU has just had an absolute stranglehold on this, including several wins in the 80s in the Orange Bowl, uh, where Florida State was on the doorstep of a national championship, and OU snatched it away, ruined it, played spoiler for Bobby Bowden and his Seminoles. Then, uh, of course, you can't you can't forget last national championship in 2000 uh, was against Florida State in an upset as well. People thought Chris Winkie and that team were by far the better team, and OU pulled out a 13 to two win. Uh, in that and then uh, that very memorable home and home we had in the uh, in the early 2010s you know winning killed him in Norman and then had that thrilling thrilling game uh, in Tallahassee where Jimmy Stevens almost blew it and gave us that really that really good Bob Stoops face Uh, that was that was a that was a big Kenny Stills night Um, very very classic game that that's that was back in the area the the era of the land uh, not the land sharks but you you remember what it what it was the Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that thing Tony Jefferson tried to start. It was yes. Uh, yeah, I, I I know exactly what you're talking about, but my brain yeah. is also failing me as well. I thought it was land sharks sounded sounded right, but it might not. actually be land sharks. I don't know, but um, this is a these are two storied programs, a lot of history, and a lot of history on the OU side, but also a lot of history of OU upsetting Florida State and mm-hmm. uh, getting results in the state of Florida when people don't expect. So yeah. If you if you're a believer in Sooner Magic, that that's a silver lining for you, I guess. Yeah, that's a little bit of a little bit of hopium for you. You know, that, that's that, that's 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 the best I could do. Really, Sooner Magic is all we got right now. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. From the same game parlays to the quick and easy payouts. Oh, I love the quick and easy payouts. To all of the props, I. I love a good player prop. I, I, I'm a sucker for one. And look, right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. So check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, and the bigger your shot to win big. I've loved the app a ton. It's super easy to use, very user-friendly, and look, with all the bowl games coming up, oh, it's it's perfect. And look, the race to the NFL playoffs has been exciting. I, I've just really, really enjoyed this. It's It's been an awesome time. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And look, no better place to do it than DraftKings Sportsbook. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. 
Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See those show notes for details. Now, back to the Schooner Pod. But let's kind of like, you know, we already kind of talked about the plot of how this game could get out of hand. And honestly, that's probably the most likely scenario of Florida State controlling the narrative of this game with their run game and also their pass rush on us and obvious passing down situations. But let's kind of talk about a scenario of how could we control the narrative of this game, keep it close, and actually get a W possibly. And I think all of that relies on in Dylan Gabriel's hands. I think our defense is going to be kind of just what it is. You know, there's a chance that they might make some good stops. Maybe they can get off the field on third downs whenever they've really struggled this season. But I think if we're going to win this game, it's going to be from a big-time offensive performance. We've talked all season. I've obviously been an extremely big negative against Jeff Levy and how all of his games seem way too scripted. But in that type of an offense, you would think that these highly scripted offenses from an offensive coordinator would do better whenever they have multiple weeks prepare for an opponent. So I believe in Jeff Levy's ability to call a good game. And I think that he's a good, you know, offensive mind. So therefore I think we should have some good big plays and we have a lot of our skill positions still left in the passing attack. I think Dylan Gabriel and Marvin Mims need to have a big game to win. And also I think that is a huge deal in decision-making for Marvin Mims right now, who's probably 50-50 on the fence if he's going to return and be in Oklahoma sooner. So that is my biggest thing that I'm watching in this game. I don't really care as much about the win and the loss. I'm looking into next season and how can I retain these guys that might not want to come back next season You know, and Marvin Mims and Drake Stoops. And obviously there's a lot of Drake Stoops rumors coming out right now of him coming back and Bob Stoops talking about it. And all I want to see is can this passing attack go out and have a good day, create some good momentum into next season where they would want to come back and try it again. Absolutely. And, you know, it's the last game of the season. It's a bowl game. Let it ride. You know, let it rip. You know, just have some fun out there and see what you can do. Really um, be dynamic. See if you can put up some damn numbers um, and, you know, give some momentum into next year. That's all bowl games really are. Um, and, you know, I, I don't think anybody wants to go into the uh, season with a bitter taste in their mouth. Um, and, you know, I'm with you. I, th- I think the offense is the key to that success because I don't, I don't see the defense being able to, you know, really make this a slugfest uh, and win a game like that. So it's, it's, Levy's got to uncork it. He, this is his time to shine. This is his time to get real weird with it. Maybe not Texas weird. Let's not go that weird. Let's not, let's not bring up <laughs> a wild. Braden Willis quarterback. I mean, I think that's been pretty positive since we've done it. A little wild Willis would be fun. I could be, I could be cool with that, but like just a little bit, not, not too much, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe no uh, Davis Bevel. I, I would be very cool with that, but um, I, I think Davis Bevel has the same mindset of Zach Wilson and Russell Wilson right now. Like it's, oh, it'd be probably just broken goods within this program, but yeah, I, I think, I think so too. I, I, it's all in the offense's hands and just like from a fan perspective of things that just, I'm excited to watch from this game. Cause you know, it sucks seeing, you know, some of our good guys opting out and, you know, going to the bowl game or getting into the transfer portal and whatnot. But that always, you know, offers another opportunity for someone who's next man up. And we haven't got to see much of Gavin Sawchuck this year. And with Marcus Major probably not playing and Eric Gray on his way to the draft, 
you know, you would assume Gavin Sawchuk could get over Tawi Walker in the RB2 slot, and maybe we could see a couple of runs from him. We know he has epic speed, and I understand he's still young and he's still trying to get into the system, but I want to see that type of guy and see like, hey, is this a guy who could be a playmaker in certain situations for us next season? I'm excited to see new guys that were highly recruited and that we could possibly see in small amounts um, this coming Thursday. For sure. And, you know, like we've, you know, like we've been saying, you know, in the lead up to this and, you know, the importance of getting bowl eligible, the biggest thing is practice, getting those extra practices in, getting more time with the team developing. And to me, you know, the bowl game itself is a big part of that. And, you know, I, I think getting live reps in a, against a good opponent that is trying to beat you is a valuable thing. Um, you know, it, it would be nice to win. Don't get me wrong. I want to win. But I think that I, I don't think you, you hold back on throwing the youth out there. I think you let it, you, you, you mm-hmm. got to give them some burn. You got to, you got to trend towards the future. I, I fully agree. Too. I think that's another name that we haven't seen nearly enough this season that we expected to. Like, obviously, there's a couple guys in front of them. But could we play guys more like, would you be okay knowing that you get a little bit of a dip in production just to get a chance to see these kind of guys? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because even if, even if they fail, even if they don't do well, that's a way to learn. That's a way to get better. You know, that's a way to, that's, that's tape that you can look at and be like, this is what I did. This is how I can do it better. This is, you know, this is the mistake I correct. If they're not out there, that tape doesn't exist. Those experiences do not exist. And, you know, I, I think for development purposes, yeah, absolutely get them out there. I, I think that is the most important thing um, yep. rather than, you know, wins and losses and who who gets a giant bowl filled with Cheez-Its. Yeah, and I, I obviously I would want a big bowl full of Cheez-Its. But I, mean, really I know it's right on the other side of the ball. Um, but you got to think of like a similar story when we're being blown out. And I feel like putting in a guy and just kind of like making his character a little bit stronger is like what happened with Woody Washington in that LSU game. He did get burned a couple times, but let me tell you something. We saw a lot of good things in what his footwork was and being able to stay with wide receivers and some of the best wide receivers you're going to see in college football. That was on the LSU team. Absolutely unbelievable receiving core that they had. And Woody Washington, I thought, you know, was a little bit admirable coming in as a young guy who hadn't really played much at that safe position. Um, and that really set him up for success for the rest of his career at Oklahoma. I feel like that gave him a little bit more respect within the program. They got to move him over to cornerback. And then obviously, you know, whenever we saw him in Texas, that one year cornerback, it kind of just set him in stone is almost like our CB one for the rest of the season. And now the current, uh, so having those opportunities, even if it might be a little bit ugly, like you said, it's tape. And it's confidence and it's, you know, finally breaking through that barrier that a lot of these players that are young, that are really skilled and have, um, you know, a lot of, you know, gas in their tanks need to get. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. So um, that is, that is the key is getting better prepared for next year. For sure. Mm-hmm. I know, I know we're going to break this down in our next pod about like bull pickums and stuff, but do you kind of want to give the listeners like a, a little update of how you think this game's going to go? Yeah. Uh, and I, I hate to be pessimistic, but I do think Florida state wins and covers uh, comfortably. I think they just have too much fire, uh, firepower on offense. Um, 
And not only that, but with just the amount of opt-outs, the amount of injuries Oklahoma has, I don't think they have enough firepower to go back. Looks like Stoops just announced he's coming back. That's great. Is it, is it official? Because I heard some rumblings, but I hadn't seen anything absolutely official yet. So Yeah, Jimmy on our YouTube good. stream just said it. So I, I'll, I'll, I, I believe Jimmy. Jimmy is a, Jimmy's a reliable source, I think. Yeah. I don't know. My, I also was sitting on the couch before this, maybe like 20 minutes, and my dad read it in the comment section of a Facebook post. So that's oh, like, yeah. I, my dad's been telling me all these like weird theories. I'm like, where are you getting these? And he's on these like little Facebook threads. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Like that is just, you're just running rampant with these Facebook things. But yeah. At one, at one point, my dad told me, I heard on Facebook that the entire team decided to opt out of the bowl game. And I'm like, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that's, Don't, funny. that's, that's not, that, that, that's not the opt out. <laughs> they, they fully, they didn't, you uni, like universally opt opt out though but um yeah, no yeah. i i'm gonna go i'm gonna go um florida state though i i think I, I just think all the factors just seem a little bit overwhelming um mm-hmm. so yeah give me, I, give me I, the I, goal, sadly i talked about kind of two scenarios like a lot of the times whenever i'm picking these games i kind of just like i hate to snowball and try to go down of like what i think how this game is actually going to go step by step i just close my eyes and i see you know florida state coming out and punching us in the mouth right at the beginning because it's going to be tough whenever we have a lot of new bodies out on the field. And once the Florida State team is up, their strengths are going to be at their strongest. You know, their their run game is going to be able to control the rest of the game, and then it's going to put us in obvious passing game uh, with Dylan Gabriel back there and two freshmen running back and or maybe even a Juco product and Tawi Walker um, behind it. And then – we're not running the ball much. We're passing. Then Jared Verse can get to Dylan Gabriel as our two tackles are not playing. Trust me. I think Wanya Morris is the difference between him and a guy like um, Tyler Guyton. I think you know Wanya Morris is better, but I think Tyler Guyton showed a lot of good things. Obviously, he's still got a lot to learn. And whenever you're playing against really big time talent at a team that recruits really well in Florida State, it's going to be tough to block those kind of defensive linemen. So I think that we might get punched really hard in the beginning. We might have a couple, you know, passing touchdowns. We're not going to just, you know, crumble like we did in the middle of the season versus Texas and TCU. But I think it's going to be hard to control the narrative of this game. And I think we lose by double digits as well. Yeah, it's it's just it's a very, very tall task. But look, as with every bowl and every team, if your team wins, it's the greatest win ever. And we're making the playoff next year and winning the whole damn thing. And if yeah, we lose, it's and if we lose, it, it's a useless exhibition that did not count. Uh, so, look, it's win-win, I guess. Not really. I, I, I could see us getting just absolutely battered, but I, I don't think the offense is. I think the offense is going to show up and, and respond and and do well. They haven't had under under Gabriel. They've been good. They haven't been blown out. They he gives us a chance to compete in every game. And mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think that even with Gray out, I think he's good enough to keep this game relatively close at some point. But also, I could see it getting bad. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Yeah. I, we'll see what happens at. Uh, I'm not really Central. too too excited for this game. Thank God it's the cheese at Bowl. That's really the only thing that's been pushing me along. I've been waking up the cheesiest every single day for the past three weeks, except for <laughs> one. But I've been waking up pretty cheesy. Actually, you know what? I did say on Twitter there was one day I wasn't feeling the cheesiest. That's true. Um, you did but, say that, yeah. 
I was at, very tired that day. At least we, at least we, uh, we'll we'll be blessed with uh, Prince Chadward, you know, uh, the cheese at bowl mascot. We'll I see know, him. and I need to see if you know if Hangtime or Danny Stutzman or whoever's getting the cheese at sweets. I need to see what the cheese at sweet is going to be like. We we'll need something from that. Yeah, we we need we need the cheese at sweet content. We haven't gotten any yet, and I, I need I need more of that. It, it's not cheesy enough, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. Oh, well, one game left, and then the 2022 season, Team 128, officially in the books. Um, but I'm looking forward to breaking this game down, breaking the season down, doing that wrap up with the full house with uh, you and Ty uh, in the coming uh, coming days, coming like week or so. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. The holiday but, um, is so funky. We've been like so, so broken as a podcast, but. You know, we'll obviously get together here pretty soon and give an autopsy report of what's going on. Yeah, and you've you've been busy with you know everything you're doing. You know, with uh, you know residency and you know you were out in Orlando. You got got I scouted saw, out a little bit. I saw a good amount. I saw maybe like three or four Oklahoma fans. Ooh. Out, y'all just chilling out for like a week before you know to the game i was like that might not be a bad idea make a whole vacation out of it Ooh. um but i, I was kind of like confused at first they're just pre-cheesing like, Oklahoma fans here but i think that people were just so excited to get out there that they were just going to spend you know christmas and on the beach or and they you know christmas on the beach and then go inland into orlando because i saw some of them in st petersburg too wow okay love to see that love to see that sooners in the sunshine state um good stuff all right, Jameson, I think that's all we have for this episode of the Schooner Pod. Thank you for joining me, as always, uh, on this holiday season. And um, thank you all for listening, uh, whether it was live on YouTube, which, um, look, if you, if you listen to this on the podcast, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, check out the YouTube as well. The visual element is fun. It's great for the weekend spread, um, all of our picks, all that good stuff. Uh, so make sure to go go there, subscribe, check that out. And if you're, look, if you're also a, more of a YouTube person and you, you know, oh, kind of want to, you know, listen on the go. Don't want to see these guys face the whole time. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe there. And uh, look, hey, as always, you know, give us some love. Like the like the video. That helps us out a ton. Uh, you know, hit subscribe, all that good stuff. I'm just rambling at this point. You know how to support uh, a podcast or YouTube show at this point, I, I think. So anyways. Um, cool. Well, that's all we got. <laughs> Look, we'll see you on Thursday. Come hell or high water, no matter what happens, that post game show is going to be entertaining. I'll, I'll guarantee you that. So, um, until then, stay cheesy, my friends. Boomer sooner. <laughs>